Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. Domain and Boom. everyone else who's got us in your ear holes. I'm Sonny Munn. You're with the Maybe Daily. Thanks for being with us. We really love and appreciate our loyal listeners. Hey, we're sponsored, Mace. We're sponsored oh, by yes. the good folk at mintsports.com.au, as always. Loving their work. And the Human Fund. <laughs> Why not? We're also sponsored this week by Leighton Hewitt's Come On Down Davis Cup Christmas Party. Come on down to Leighton Hewitt's Come On Down Davis Cup Christmas Party. For all your Davis Cup Christmas party needs. Gonna work that one out. Okay, looking forward to hearing that. (laughs) As I bet you are too. Let us pray, mate. Yeah, mate. Let us pray that Travis Head is somewhat sobered up. Let us pray the future, soon to be ex, Mrs. Pistorius invests in some glass bathroom doors. It's all about see-through, baby. Let us pray our netballers can afford to eat come this Christmas lunchtime. Oh, my God. And... Mm. Let us pray that the entirety of Melbourne's southeast is stocked up on sanitizer now that Warwick Kappa has started a fresh business <laughs> in the area. In the name of. In the name of. Great prayer. The, the Wiz. Wazza. <laughs> Dwayne Carey. Carey questions. And. Brain dead prisoner. prisoner. What a question. Ah. Uh, Pen. First of all, Dwayne mm. couldn't be more of the biggest Denzel dumbass name Best ever. Dwayne. Dwayne. Can you imagine a child? Like, you're at the birth of your children. It's the most majestic thing in the world. You know, you realise yep. you're wearing your heart on the outside, Mace. It's just this <laughs> life-changing experience. Imagine looking down at that and thinking, oh, my Lord. This is just, I, I, I can't actually explain it. What are you going to name it? Dwayne. <laughs> okay. Put it back in. <laughs> you haven't earned the right yet. I remember my, our doctor when Mel was getting a C-section at the birth turned to me as she was like ripping the baby out and said, are you into agriculture? And I was like, what? What? The timing of that. No chit chat. <laughs> and also maybe not agriculture. <laughs> We're not farming. We're not. I mean, we did do some rooting, but we're not ploughing the field. Okay, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. I did have a hoe in the room. What could the answer possibly be where you would go, I'm glad we had that chat, as a human is getting wrenched out of the woman I love. Yeah, 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 actually, put it back in. I want to have a chat about agriculture. One of the great men, Dr. Kowalski, one of the great men, was he... I heard Perkins was lined up and Kowalski came in second. Is that right? No, he actually, one of the great men, we've gone off course here, but one of the great men, Dr. Kowalski, actually wrote a novel, a non-fiction. Mm, about agriculture. <laughs> Is fiction real? Fiction's fake. Fiction. He wrote a fiction, sci-fi fiction about... Why don't they call it fake and real? 
I mean... Non-fiction. Like, okay, you guys are supposed to be literary whiz kids. So wankery. You couldn't spend longer on the naming? Well, we know what fiction is. What's the other one? Not fiction? That sounds a bit much. Just go non-fiction. That sounds hoity-toity. Get two names. <laughs> it's a great musing. Great musing. Listen, this guy wrote a book, a fictional uh, sci-fi... Of course. ...about the Titanic if it didn't sink... That's the book. What, they all just arrive and go, how was it? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way... Fair non-fiction story. <laughs> I'm assuming Kowalski is a white man. So white. Intelligent white men in their 50s. But this might be just me, but they love their faux sci-fi. Like, what if... And it's always, no offence, Kowalski, but it's always a bit lame. Hey, what if it didn't sink? <laughs> Whoa, what then? Then it's just another boat that we've never heard of. <laughs> That's kind of the one thing it's renowned for. Heard of the Titanic? Yeah, amazingly sound structurally. Never going to take off. It's a great Flying point. off the shelves. That's a great I can't put this down. I've got to make sure they dock. <laughs> Have you got to the bit where they land safely? What? <laughs> Shit story. Cool story, Hazel. Thanks, Olaf. Listen, Dwayne Carey. Dwayne Carey. Dwayne Carey is a fictional, <laughs> not real. We've already learnt that. Mate, what if Wayne Carey was on the Titanic, the altar of the life we led? Oh, we wouldn't have the drowned duck. Carey. We wouldn't have had drowned Carey. Maybe that's who Dwayne Carey's based on. Dwayne, 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 Dwayne Carey. Carey. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. The Wayne Carey story. There it is. <laughs> Hard to glass underwater. Anyway, Dwayne yeah. Carey yeah. is a fictional character in the sensational highbrow comedy Pizza, and it's played by none other than Warwick Kappa. Oh, Jesus Christ. To cut you off before you even ask, Brain Dead Prisoner. Please. That is an uncredited role from the man himself, Warwick Kappa, in a Christopher Lambert film, 1992's Fortress. Kappa was in it. He wasn't actually credited, so there's a chance the Wiz just wandered onto set. But the funny thing is, <laughs> I've been pretty busy. Yeah. Flat out. I looked at the cast, and there are two other actors playing prisoners. He's the only brain-dead prisoner. <laughs> I reckon he was method, and they went, you know what? This doesn't make any sense. We need to, we need well, to the, specify. The whole movie, the whole story moved to him. And we go, we got to call this brain yeah. dead prisoner. This guy okay. is way too good. Way too method. Hey, just method. quietly, Christopher <laughs> Lambert. Creepiest dude ever. Who's Chrissy Lambert again? Who's that again? Do you remember Lawnmower Man? Oh, my God. You know, those God, 90s talking yeah. about dodgy sci-fi? He was the king of them. Terrifying. Creepiest looking dude ever. <laughs> Chris Lambert. Highlander? <laughs> Great movie. Very creepy man. Shout out to Chris Lambert, one of the friend of the <laughs> Shout pod. Shout out to Chris Lambert, friend of the pod. <laughs> I am Conor MacLeod of the Clan MacLeod. I was born in 1518 in the village of Glenfinnan on the shores of Loch Shiel. Now I am immortal. <laughs> a man uncertain of his future. What you got here, Brenda? It's a guy who's been creeping around since at least 1700. Not possible. Highlander, there can be only one. Mace, a week's a long time in life. It's a bloody long time in our last little five minutes there. It's an eternity in sport. How's your... You know what? Before I ask you how your week's been... Yeah. You've had a week without a moustache. How's No Mo Mace going? Basically what I was going to chat to you about, mate. Just the week I've had. Absolutely wild to see you without a mo. It's weird, isn't it? 
Are you getting used to it though since the last time you saw me or is it a bit still it's not oh, you've back. got a fraction of stubble, but the last time yes. I saw you was proper cone heads. Proper Proper cone heads. Going yeah. in for a procedure and it doesn't look good. You had a pen in your hand and I was like, Oh, you're writing out your will, are you? Okay. Look like John Candy and Stripes or the, the guy who plays he Michael did. Jackson in that Simpsons app. What that is who I am. Mental health Jackson. You 100% look I like that. I am mental health Jackson. Lisa, it's your birthday. birthday. Hey, have you had to like lower the wattage in your household bulbs to avoid third degree burns on your lip or what? Absolutely. I can almost hear your facial flesh crackling just through the, the glow of the laptop screen. Well, one of the... The strangest things about the mustache being taken off was I went to the guy who took my eyebrows off. He was the only guy available. Oh. I went back. And what'd you say? Just a little short back and sides. <laughs> Zunk. <laughs> Don't go to him for a circumcision. <laughs> who knows what he'll do. Good news, bad news. First one's free. <laughs> bad news, you'll be sitting down to piss for the rest of your life. That's right. People, people, a lot of people keep saying... I can hear the voice, but I can't see the face anymore. And one of the great quotes from my lovely partner, Mal, was that you look brighter. And I said, oh, like smarter? And she goes, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, no, just pale. Whoa. Just really pale. Just really pale with a slight glow. Just like stark beam of light. <laughs> so hang on, what was the first line? I can hear the voice, but I can't see the face? Whenever I talk to people at work or when I see them, they're like, I can hear your voice. It's there, but your face is completely face. fucked. Your face is completely fucked. It's like those people who can't visualise memories. Oh. Like they don't have a mind's eye. Is that like people who, when they listen to music, see shapes and colours and shit? Yeah, a little bit. It's aphantasia. So aphantasia is actually more common than you'd think. Oh, Brain Dead Prisoner? Brain Dead Prisoner, starring Mm. in aphantasia. (laughs) Now, aphantasia is like if you're reading a book and it says, Oh. Oh, you know, I'm sitting on a beach and the sunset was orange. You think, shit book. But you could also picture the beach and the orange sunset. Whereas right. this person is just reading the line, going, beach, yep, know what that is. Sunset, know what that is. So it limits your imagination. And I'm not sure how you dream with that fantasia. Yeah. Well, I, whenever I read a book, I read one page and then realise I didn't take in any of it. So I have to read it again. Mate, I've always maintained I've never finished a book, but every one that I've got two thirds through, I've read three times. Because I'll read four pages and go, nah, didn't get any of that. Vaguely remember my hand turning. That was about it. You're just thinking about cricket the whole time? Oh, not thinking about anything. Just tumbleweeds. Thinking about how good am I? I'm reading. Gee, I must be smart. No, not taking any of it in. In my own head. Do I need milk? Just thinking about weird shit. Do I need milk? Drink your milk, kids. I don't want milk. Milk's for babies. Yeah, babies. Maybe we can live without libraries. People like you and me, maybe. Sure, we're too old to change the world. What about that kid sitting down, opening a book right now in a branch of the local library and finding drawings of peepees and wee-wees? In terms of books, when someone says, oh, it's a real page-turner, oh, is it? Isn't that the minimum requirement? It's a book. (laughs) Be pretty shit read if you couldn't turn them. Mate, real page-turner. Oh, yeah? What have you been reading ones with them stuck together? Old 80s Playboys or something. Oh, you couldn't put it down. Oh, yeah. It's a book on gravity, is it? Book on helium. Anyway, how's no Mo Mace going? He's going well. Look, the moustache is fine, but 
I find myself hating a lot of things at the moment. I hate everything. I hate you. I hate life. I hate... <laughs> oh, mate, that's two of us. Don't worry about that. Don't worry. I've got enough self-loathing to cover both of us. <laughs> you know what I keep getting done by? So I keep getting done by the fist bump and handshake connection where one person's handshaking, the other one's fist bumping, and then oh. you're just grabbing a fist and then shaking it. Physical docking. Yeah, little Physical paper, scissors, rock docking. action. And I've done it about four times in two weeks. And then I'm pulling out, doing the handshake into the... And then he's coming in. Do you acknowledge it? Oh, I've done it on two of the occasions I've acknowledged it, but the other ones have just been an inner voice of hell between the two of us. Do we acknowledge? Got to acknowledge it. A bit like food on the face. Someone's got food on the face. Yeah. Just don't be rude about it. Don't be like, you've got a booger. Say, so, you know, hey, mate, bit of a bat in the cave. Wait till yeah. you're one-on-one. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, Or yeah, something yeah. in the teeth, go, hey, mate, just a heads up, something in the teeth. I'd yes. want someone to tell me. Well, I like that. Always, always, that. always tell them, I reckon. Do we basically punch the other person if they come in with the fist? Or I think the fist, I'll tell you what brought the fist on. Let me talk about the fist. Yeah. Let me say fist again, and let me tell you about the fist. <laughs> COVID brought the fist. That's what COVID did. It brang in. It brang it in. It brang it in. It brang it in. It brought it in. Like Carl Lagerfeld brought in Levi jeans. He brought it in. Okay. (laughs) And the irony of that is we were getting told to not touch each other's hands. So the fist became the new handshake afterwards. But during COVID, Mm. we're getting instructed ad nauseum to make sure we cough and sneeze into our elbow. Oh. And then when you greet someone, make sure you touch elbows. <laughs> What's going on, guys? <laughs> Come on. Left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing because they're so both elbowing confusing. each other. What you could do, actually, to solve this issue, sure, go the shaka. <laughs> Last week you were talking about Haka v. Shaka. When they go in for the fist, just lean it back over your shoulder. Bring it back. A couple of digits out. Give a bit of ridgy dig. But then they're out there with the fist in no man's land. They're just out there throwing a fist out. Ah, that's on them then. That's on okay. them. That's a bunch of bullshit brought in by the West Indies. Should be outlawed <laughs> from the game. Hey, this week, Mace, I learnt the origin of the term shaka. No. 100%. You want to hear it? Yes, please. comes from the 1940s. A bloke called Hamana Kalili in Hawaii. Yes. So this dude lost three middle fingers, right? On his hand, and he was well. He lost them working at the local sugar mill. This is fiction. Hundred percent. Absolute fiction. Okay, mate. Put your three fingers up. Hand on my heart. Yeah, you know the irony of that. He'd never be able to be in the scouts with three fingers up. What was it called? Dob dib dab. You tell him the truth, and he just keep doing ridgy ditch. Like, all right, mate, have another bong. Nah, so he lost three fingers in the sugar mill, sure. and they felt bad for him, so they gave him a job guarding the train that took the sugar cane. Now, the sugar cane needed to be guarded mainly because the local kids would raid it because it was like candy for them, basically, right? Right. So he would wave them off by using his hand, and his hand only had a thumb and a little finger. So he started doing shaka that way, right? And eventually the kids started emulating it to each other, being like, is he there? Is it safe? No, no, no. Is old mate there? And they'd be asking each other from 20 metres away. <laughs> I swear to you, mate. And he's yeah, just constantly like, Does he need shuckers. a phone call? Does he need to call someone? Yeah. Is he on the blower? <laughs> it's the 40s. No such thing as mobiles. So anyway, Hamana Kalili yeah. played up to it and wanted oh. to creep all the local kids out. As you do. So he scared them off the train and he told them that the fingers were actually bitten off by a hammerhead shark. Good. Right? And that he imbued the spirit of the hammerhead shark 
when they were bitten off. So then he would chase the neighborhood kids around doing the old shaka slash crocodile dundee to the bull in their eyes. And he'd be saying, shark eyes, shark eyes. Like these are the shark eyes. And he obviously had an accent and that's where it turned into shuckers. So there you go. So from shark eyes to shuckers. From shark eyes to shuckers, you come to the right place if you want to talk sport. How's the rest of your week been? Pretty good. I've got a real. I've got to ask Sonny. Oh! <laughs> it's now time for Ask Sonny. Hit him, Mr. Derp. I'm interested. Oh, yes, I am. Something has gotten my attention. Oh, yes. I'm curious. I'm interested. What's going on here? I would like to know. Oh, yes. I'm interested. Oh, yes. I'm curious. Derp. Thanks, Sonny. Oh, Sonny. Hit me. Do stoners still have lava lamps and bean bags? Being one of the great stoners, mate. That's a compliment. Mythical. That's a myth. That's a myth. I have a huge pet hate with people wearing like, you know, add a hash shirts. <laughs> I've got three rules. Smoke as much as you want. If you can hold down a job, still do the dishes and don't tell anyone about it. You walk around telling everyone how high you are, not interested. Really boring combo. <laughs> well, listen, the question is, mm. Do you still have a lava lamp and bean bags? Are they still a thing in the stoner community? I think it's evolved. I think the stoner community now is more... So guys like Seth Rogen are making entire candles and furniture out of all sorts of you know hemp-related gear. Right, it's evolving to something new, yeah. Because that's more 70s and all the rest of it and incense. I think it's a phase. They're a gateway drug into <laughs> actual stonerism. Now, these days, you can take oils and vapes and, you know, dab something behind your ear and sure. get high a week later. So, it doesn't matter. I had a beanbag for my dog, friend of the pod, Mushy Mountain. Oh. I made the mistake of getting in it one night and he nipped me. But you don't see beanbags very often, do you? You don't see them anymore. They're not around. Are they overrated? Underrated, overrated? Properly rated? Over, under, proper rated. 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 Bean bag. Bean bags. I reckon are, they're overrated. I think underrated if someone else is maintaining it to a good level, overrated if you own it. So going into like a medical trial or something and there's these big plush huge bean bags and you can plonk mm. yourself in there and you know mm. play a bit of FIFA. Mm. Best stuff yeah, ever. That's Comfy yeah, ass. That's good. But that's when good. it's at your joint, I'm not going down to do a re up on the beans. Exactly. <laughs> bean bag slang. <laughs> yeah, man. I know my shit. <laughs> like it's just in the end you're just like oh how do i even clean this thing exactly. i don't even know if i want to it's just detritus it is and as soon as it's got a hole in it we're gone we're cooked here oh, stumps get it right re- nah, get rid of over. it so that's a mixture of an ask sunny into an over under proper little double in one ask sunny over under proper rated what's going on here i would like to know oh yes enough of me how's your week been 
Yeah, good. <laughs> I pinged my calf getting out of bed the other day. But no, apart you from did that, not. all good. Yeah, just literally stepped out of bed, did my calf. It's not too bad, but Here we old go much. Again. Old much. <laughs> yep. Now, you know what I've been doing all week? I've been looking at words this week, mate. Oh, okay. Because the experts at the Australian National Uni every year have a word of the year, and the ANU this year, their word of the year, Mace. Talk to me. Matilda. Oh, my God. For Australia. Oh. <gasps> Which I thought was just fantastic. That it swept the nation. So that that's is... their word because it's taken on new meaning according to them because of the nationwide lust for the Matildas. That actually makes me very, very happy. That is incredible. Right? Yeah. Be prepared to be smacked in the face because I then made the foolish mistake of going, oh, every year there's a word of the year. And I think it's Macquarie sure. Dictionary. So I look up Macquarie Dictionary's word of the year, also announced last week. Macquarie Dictionary word of the year, Mace. Mm-hmm. Cozy lives. Cozy lives? Two words. Cozy lives. It's a humorous, according to them, cheers, it's not. It's a humorous, light-hearted play on the term cost of living. Fuck Macquarie Bank. I mean, fuck... (laughs) And the bank. bank. Are they owned by the same people? (laughs) That'd be ironic because they're talking about cost of living. They're like, mate, we are cleaning up. (laughs) Make that the word of the year. Macquarie Dictionary can go to hell. Cause That's he lives. Yeah, it's not even, it's two words. Have you ever heard anyone say that? Are we, what's going on? Cause he lives. How's the cause he lives at the moment, Diggs? Oh, oh that's awful. That is horrible. awful. Jesus. I looked into it, mate. There was a short list. So just quickly, Australians in the People's Choice Word of the Year yeah. voted for generative AI. By the way, again, not one word and really lame. One word, please. I know. So Maybe AI lame. voted that in. Who knows? Isn't AI two words? It's initials. <laughs> it's an abbreviation. For fuck's sake. This shit drives you insane. It's the best. Oh, I cannot. <laughs> I, mate, I was brought so much up by Matilda that I went deep diving <laughs> and then I just wanted to throw my thesaurus out the window. The latest dinosaur to get extinct. Thesaurus. You just pop out of bed covered in sweat. <laughs> Initials. <sighs> <sighs> the US Dictionary, Merriam-Webster's 2023 Word of the Year. Oh, yeah, hit me. Is authentic. I don't mind that. I actually like saying authentic. I don't mind it either, except that it's so sepo. It's just all based on their celebrities being, you know... I just want to be authentic oh, to my yeah, voice for that's me. That's a good point. I personally, hate it now. I instantly hate it now. me, personally, my voice needs yeah, to be authentic. Yeah, I hate it. I hate anyway, it. Back to yeah. the Macquarie Bank slash Dictionary's Word of the Year shortlist. <laughs> Can I give you a few? Short me. One of them we spoke about about a month ago. Riz, short for charisma, the made the shortlist. You got the Riz. Yeah, dog. Fucking the Riz. nerdy dictionaries trying to be cool. The Riz. Mate, these are putrid. Are you ready for the rest? Go on. Again, two words. Angry water. What do you reckon that is? Angry water. Not to be confused with what I'm drinking now, which my daughter calls dadda water. Long necks. God, I was way off. I was like toilet water before you do a crap into the water. Wow. But it's not happy that you're about to do it. <laughs> no. <It's> like, no. <laughs> nah, angry water. Is simply carbonated water. <laughs> How cute. Oh, God. Next one. Hit me. Bopo. Bopo? Bopo. B-O-P-O. Is that boat police? 
Is it like the popo? I've heard worse. It's body positivity. I hate this. I hate this. I hate it. I'm headbutting my. Yep. F- I'm headbutting everything. Mate, be more positive to your body. Stop headbutting. I'm going to the bank tomorrow. I'm gonna fucking headbutt someone. Quarry's in trouble. How can I help you, sir? How about this one? Yeah. Doof stick. Two words. <laughs> Doof stick. Doof stick. Doof yep. stick. Is just a hippie at Earthcore who's found a branch. Close. And is like, he's put little patterns on. He's painted it with his little friend Tanya when they grew up in the Dandenongs. <laughs> They so grew up specific. in the Dandenongs together and they painted this little, they put little paintings on it about the meaning of what their relationship means. Great. And then they lived together in Sassafras in an old hotel that was bought out by an old man up there called Stephen mm. Jacobs. What? Stephen Jacobs from Channel 9 <laughs> Weather and jumping out behind the couch? Yes. Stephen yes. Jacobs, 90s television personality. That's right. And it was rented out for 50 bucks a month to Tanya and Lawrence. Lawrence! And they then thought, decided, look, you know what? We need to get this marriage back on course. We need to go to Earth Court, find a stick, write down our feelings, and then dance. Is that is that right? You know what? You're eerily close because it may end <laughs> up in that. Because it is a long pole topped by a placard decoration or whatever used as a location marker for a group of friends at a dance or music festival. So Oof, a big pole yeah. down at the, the amphitheatre... Is your doof stick? Good luck, Tanya. Doof stick? I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Here's the last one, mate. It's my favourite. I'm Hit devastated me. that this one didn't win it. Well, I wanted Riz to win it, but this is a beauty. Sure. You ready? Yeah. Scrotox. <laughs> oh, is that Botox on your scrotum? Ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> It is Botox for the skin of your scrotum. What's he won? He's won a year's supply of Scrotox. Scrotox. Mate, the world's fucked. That guy is so brave. <laughs> He's got the biggest balls ever. Literally. Yeah, and the smoothest. <laughs> Imagine getting into medicine. Like, I always think about dentists and things. Like, when I'm at the dentist once in 20 years, I think you're clearly intelligent. You want to care for people. That's great. Why dedicate it to bad breath and, and putting your hand down oh. someone's throat? Imagine getting into medicine and dedicating your entire professional life to <laughs> scrotox. I'm so proud, mate. I'm so proud. My daughter's actually dating a surgeon. No, a surgeon, huh? What, brain? Heart? No, no, cags. Just been smoothing out loads of cags lately. Yeah, no, he's a good fella. Always wanted to specialise in nuts. You know when you see like a, a when they do your teeth, mm. they replace your teeth, and it's this that's always called like designer smiles or yeah right the brand new fa- like it's got this lame pathetic yeah, yeah. name. We need a cag name. Smooth for the tools new. or like the Smooth. ducks nuts or something. Yeah. <laughs> the ducks nuts. <laughs> Two for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be nuts to miss it. Come on down. Actually, don't. <laughs> but how's the vanity on someone getting scrotox? Who's this for? <laughs> Who's getting scrotox? It boggles the mind. You'd be nuts not to take this offer. <laughs> Mate, it's been half an hour. Do you want to talk some sport? Oh, my God, please. Let's do it. Let's create more scrotox. 
Let's do it now. <laughs> I kind of just want to talk about Scrotox. Same, 100%. G'day, we're Scrotox. Oh, great punk band. Great punk great band. Great punk band. One of the great punk bands I saw in London, Travel, yeah. Cerebral Ballsy. One of the great... <laughs> They were unreal. Cerebral Ballsy. One of the great That's bands. amazing. Yeah, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Anything that you can remember? He just kept saying on stage, just fucking do what you want to do, man. Just do oh, what you want to do, man. Ballsy. I was like, righto, Ballsy. Classic Righto. <laughs> At the school, Rocker Sedford. The schoolies ghoulies they played under, I believe. <laughs> I'm just going to be obsessed with thinking about Scrotox names. Balls to the wall prices. Uh, balls to the wall prices. You want to lock it in? You want to bollock it in? I'm honing in on this area. Are you cajoning in? I don't know. I don't know. We'll come back to it. And we'll find it. We'll find it. We kick off with football, mate. The Socceroos World Cup qualifiers are underway. The good guys whacked seven past traditional rivals, Bangladesh, and they defeated Palestine 1-0. Palestine, probably have a bit on their plate at present. Can be forgiven. Sam Kergod Godker bangs in a hat-trick for Chelsea before sustaining an injury that will sadly see her miss the upcoming friendlies against Canada. Hey, Mace, the reclusive Lucas Neal. Popped his head up for the first oh. time in a couple of decades to inform us that the poor bastards lost every brass razu he ever had. Pretty sad cautionary tale, this. He had some bad financial advice post-career, and uh, he didn't even have a mobile phone for the last seven years. Jesus. He's been avoiding people through shame. There's no worse emotion than shame. Fucking Leo gets as his financial advisor. Poor bastard. Could have invested in Scrotox. <laughs> fair, fair investment. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got shares I'd love in. I didn't to say that to someone. How you going, mate? Yeah, nah, good. Not much liquid assets at the moment, but all my money's tied up in Scrotox. Tied up would be like a combination of Scrotox and of a sect. The two for one. That's the two for one. Yeah, two isn't for it? one. Mr. Snip and Scrotox. Physically, a vasectomy has no effect on a man's testosterone levels. It doesn't affect their virility, erections, ejaculations. And in fact, it's all good. Most people report increase in their sex life. Scrotox is nothing more than a botulism toxin that we shoot straight into your scrotum. Scrotox plumps and tightens a man's unsightly skin down there. Aren't you ready for your prunes to become plums? Will I lose feeling down there? Oh, definitely. It's poison. But your gents will be ready for their close-up. Ask your doctor if Scrotox is right for your scrotum. Discomfort is usually minimal and brief, except that it's not. 
Thanks, Scrotox. Scrotox, you shoot it right into your balls. An Ange watch, Mace. From multiple oh. Manager of the Month awards to multiple losses, the Spurs have lost a few on the trot, mm. and the Skeptics are predictably sharpening the knives, Mastodon. Yeah, of course they are, mate. Of course they are. Look, it was always going to happen, this. It was always yeah. going to come. You needed a few losses. You always need a few losses to get back in the winning column. That's the old saying. The old saying, as we said before this season started, and as we said before his career at Tottenham started, give him time, yep. let him get through. They were playing way above what they are. Well, they got credits in the bank now as well. It's like three free Scrotox. He's laughing. Smooth <laughs> sailing really from here. Point. Absolutely. Hopefully he starts getting a few more Ws to take him into Christmas with a bit of momentum. Yeah. But I think he's safe for now. He should be fine. Cricket now, the WBBL final will be won by either Brizzy or Adelaide by the time you hear this. The Brisbane Heat won both their elimination finals and take on the Strikers in their hometown. The Aussie men make history by becoming the only nation to compete in an international T20 tournament still absolutely shit-faced. They trail the hosts <laughs> India in their five-game series. And in an act more rum chase than run chase, Glenn Maxwell drunkenly clobbers another unbeaten ton, guiding the drunkards to victory off the final delivery. The current series score, who gives a shit one? And cricket fans, (laughs) nil. F1, Mace, and it's all over. Not even the potholes on the Vegas Strip can stop the shgappin winning the whole shebang. The end of the F1 season means for us no more Marty Brundle bumbles. Spewing. Absolutely spewing. I love the Brumble. Yeah, I am too, but maybe I'm just a contrarian here. But I've had some time to think. Talk to me. Nothing else. I love the Brundle Bumble. It's given us a lot. But I think it's amplified because the contest of the racing isn't interesting to me. They're kind of lame. Like, they're funny in the moment, and I do love it live because it's live TV. And other than sport and news, you don't get live TV. Sure. There's no more comedy shows or anything doing live sketch or whatever. I love live TV, but this... And it kind of bleeds to the old ex, formerly Twitter, sort of faux Juno <laughs> quote grabs. Hilarious moment you won't believe. And it's like you click on it. Oh, yeah. A celebrity I've never heard of mm. wasn't quite ready for him immediately. Maybe it's me. Maybe mm. I just think if everything, if everyone thinks something's hilarious, I'm already on the back foot a bit. I reckon Brumble should be, he should bring something new to the table next season. You reckon he goes out there. Scrotox. Try to. <laughs> Does live Scrotox procedures? Live <laughs> Scrotox on the on what, on the drivers? Yeah, on the drivers. So and they can't even get in their seat anymore. Maybe they bring in like a sidecar, so two shaped like two cags. Yeah, and they just Scrotox each other. Yeah, as and they that's drive. the sparks as they're driving, as their cags hitting <laughs> the the road. What are they metal? Yeah. Do you know what I mean about it being a bit sort of hundred percent? It's a bit like when someone goes to me like, oh, you've got to meet so-and-so. You'll love them. You'll really get along with them. I immediately despise that person. Sight unseen. Because they're invariably going to be annoying twats. Because that's yeah. what I am. You've got to meet like, them. I don't like myself most of the time. Why would I want another one of me in the room? And if they are turds, which they will be. Sure. It then just reinforces how much of a turd I am. Oh, you'll love them. They're just like you. Oh, yeah. So I'm an infuriating cunt. Good to know. <laughs> to surfing. <laughs> Shrink's nightmare. A shrink just sitting there like, I don't even, I can't even fucking get a word in with this bloke. Hey, story for another time. But I tell you yeah. about the psych who dumped me without, then went blank on me. 
What? It was fucked. Pretended she was in Paris. No. And I had another mate who recommended us, another friend of the pod, who was like, yeah, I just went and saw her and she's going great. I'm like, huh, when'd she get back from France? Cheers. She never went to France. Wow. You got dumped by a shrink. Yeah, without even knowing about it. <laughs> Not too many hang-ups in between my ears. Would have been the Scrotox chat, I reckon. Nah, that was the one thing that got me in the door. <laughs> you to surfing. Dude, you got the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoop, drop down. Snap, and then after that, you just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. Aussie Laura Aneva. Sets a world record, Mace, for the biggest wave ever ridden. Insanity. Ever, without being towed in. Incredible. You! She rode the face of a whopping 13.3 metre Hawaiian wave without being towed in. She paddled into it. What the fuck? When's the last time you're down the beach and you're like, oh, waves aren't very big, and you get out there and you're like, whoa, these are massive. <laughs> you go back on the shore, it's like, okay, did it just drop when I left or what? Mate, one hits your legs. When it's leg height, you go, ooh, Jesus, it's a bit of what? 13.3 metres. Unbelievable. Bodhi style. Hey, she wasn't towed in, but over under proper. Hit me. Over under proper rated. 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 Big wave riders always get towed in on the jet ski, right? Yeah. The jet ski rider, over, under, proper, in terms of their rating. Mm. They're a real ghost out there, aren't they? They're, not, they're just not supposed to be seen or... Sight screens and umpires. I think you need them out there. <laughs> if oh, I was yeah. going... <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So in terms of their impact, they're rated. I'm pretty sure the surfers would say, no, nah, no, nah, we rate them. Yeah, I think they'd be all in, but I know when you're watching, you're like, mate, paddle out, you pussy. Paddle out there. Well, the thing for me is, I don't think they can necessarily paddle out the surfers, but when the big wave riders get a massive wave, you watch the aerial shots. I think they're underrated what they're doing on jet skis. It's still pretty gnarly out there. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, it's terrifying even out there. Yeah, They've got to go over these waves and look out for someone else. Everyone knows the name of the surfer. No one knows the dude or the chick who was just out there on a jet ski with 20 metre waves. It's the caddy. It's the caddy mentality, isn't it? It's the caddy mentality, but That's slightly right. more danger money involved. A lot more. Should I take a one wood or uh, a two? <laughs> Don't bother looking after yourself. <laughs> just keep going over these 20 foot waves. Underrated, I reckon. That's a good one, mate. I like it. Netball and the Aussie players are forced to attend an end of season awards night. Despite not being paid for nearly three months now, good time of year for our national treasures not to Sad. be paid. Courtney Bruce wins the coveted Liz Ellis Award. Gee, Netball Australia know how to throw a shindig. Liz Ellis not there to present it as she was only invited to the event named after her on the day of the RSVP cutoff. Who's running that? Well done, guys. Unbelievable. It's a fight between them and Rugby Australia as to the biggest Dills. turd sanger. Going around. Dwayne's. And much like the players for netball, there ain't no bread in this turd sanger. <laughs> 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 
Olympics now. Yeah. And super athletes Ray Gunn and Jay Attack, you heard me, booked their ticket to Paris after becoming the first Australians to qualify for breakdancing at next year's Olympics. This is Rachel Ray Gunn Gunn and Jeff Jay Attack Dunn, Gunn and Dunn. They won their individual B-girl and B-boy events at the Oceana <laughs> Championships in Sydney uh, to qualify for the Olympics. It's so uncool. I find it the most <laughs> uncool shit ever. We get it, mate. Who cares? What are you doing? You're not win- You're not doing anything for me. You're not bringing sh- shopping home. You're not mowing the lawn. You're spinning on your head like a dill. That's what you're doing. Rachel Gunn's a surgeon. She, kidding. No shit. So she might be actually doing something for you, mate, if you want to go the old... Interesting. I know we're banging on about Scrotox, but it's on the mind. <laughs> Breakdown's funny. It came up with a... Very, very good friend of the pod, Shieldsy, mm. one of the great men. We were talking about us when we were young, and he was. We were at a house party, and he was break dancing in the house party. As in, like, make some room. I'm gonna do this. Yes, and he hit his foot on the like great. kitchen table, and I've never seen a guy because you know when you're back then, you don't want to make any mistakes in front of chicks or anything. I've never seen a face of a man so in so much pain. But you not trying show it, to though? show it. Yeah. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. Play the Chemical Brothers again. I'm good. The best was when we were re- reminiscing on the story. He said, hang on, I was break dancing in a kitchen. <laughs> and I went, yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Oh, what? You know, it's weird. This won't actually be at the LA Olympics four years later. So it's just a bit of a weird one-off. What? I know. That's the perfect spot to do it. I know. Authentic breakdancing in America. Imagine meeting breakdancers in the Olympic Village. Or, or years later, you know, you're an Olympian and you both win gold. And you meet them years down the track. They're all working around doing the robot. Are the you guys time? Olympians too? <laughs> yeah. Marathon runner. You? Oh, boxer. Yeah, you? Me? Yeah, B-boy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I whacked on the track it axe and spun on my head on a cardboard box. To a bit of a Beastie Boys mashup. Same metal, same metal. Yeah, I did that arm worm shit and I sort of went into a robot. What do you guys do? Run 42Ks quicker than anyone on the planet. Same metal, same metal. That is the Scrotox of Olympic medals breakdancing. Oh, Cheers. I'm definitely going to be watching. 100%. 100% like, can't I'm wait to be an expert on it within about 10 it. minutes. Die for Roy and HG to do a segment on breakdancing. Oh, please. please. The best thing about the Olympics is that armchair expert where you just know everything after two seconds. Ask Mace. Yeah. Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? Move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. What sport do you reckon you armchair expert the most readily at the Olympics? It's oh, a great, great, great question. I think it's the um, you know, the girls when they do the mat. Routines, and if oh, they the come off a bit of it, and I go, oh, she's gone, she's gone. Yep. Yeah, she's gone. If she oh, doesn't land it properly, that's you went to Matt though. 
I'd specifically go pummel horse or rings. Yeah, no, I go the mat with it. And you go, oh, no, fuck that. Yeah, no, no good. Yeah, no, when they're doing the dance into the flippy flip, into the flippy flip, into that, and they take one two steps back, and you go, oh, she's gone. She's gone. Game over for you, Dale. That'll do it. Next. (laughs) What's yours? What's yours? Uh, Probably diving. Oh, that's another great one. Yeah. Diving is just the biggest. That difficulty, (laughs) 3.1. She's not going to get a good score here. She wanted to be perfect. Yeah, it was good, but a bit of over-rotation on entry. <laughs> Never dived in No your idea life. what I'm talking about. Go to a 10-metre platform. My faecal matter is splattering the water before I get off it. I'm like, ah, oh, piss week, 3.1, too much splash. Pancake. I always get the shower. How's the shower session after Straight every after. dive? Hey, mate, cool, <laughs> just there. Still wet. Give her a towel. <laughs> Doing. Ah, doing. (laughs) (laughs) And here she goes. Oh, Oh, she's in trouble. Oh, that is a dog's breakfast. Boy, that's a DB with B. Yes, that's a DB with PhD, yeah, with Pike. Uh, With a couple of Pike and a mullet and a flathead thrown in, I think you'd have to say. Unfortunately, she too short. Too short, right from the off. Didn't come out of it in time and uh, was lucky to survive, to be frank. (laughs) To darts, mate. And three darts players are trying to convince the world they are darts players in that they're trying to pretend they're rubbish at throwing arrows. Jack Main, Prakash Jewar, and Andy Jenkins have all been suspended pending further investigation oh, into already match funny. fixing. The Darts Regulation Authority, okay, they've suspended these three players. Hang on, how do you get on the Darts Regulation Authority board? I reckon there'd be a few jars tipped back at that AGM. Wouldn't that? Crikey. Sure. Where's that held? Uh, the local? <laughs> Just launching arrows over a thousand oh, pints on the, the local? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what's on the agenda this year? Chips or salad? What are they discussing? <laughs> AGM of the Darts Regulation Authority. Uh, mushroom or pepper sauce? Whose round is it? <laughs> Jesus Christ, we could be here for a while. Who's taking the minutes? Anyway... The DRA, the Darts Regulation Authority, your shout, got to become a part of that team. Oh, and I want to be in that. They found some suspicious betting patterns on the games Ooh. involving these guys. So I'm not too sure what that means. That's probably suspicious betting activity as in someone was betting on it. Like how much punting is going on in these matches? Someone got real greedy. Bugger, I'm putting 50 on it. <laughs> I just find darts so stupid. Like It's grouse, grouse game. Love it. Do not call these people athletes. Athletes. Do not put them in the same. Also, how dumb are you if you get done match fixing? (laughs) There's a millimetre between good and bad on the board. Just go a millimetre off. Actually, try. See how you're going. You'll probably still lose. Exactly. How bad are you at match fixing, Hansi? (laughs) Hey, Musing. Hit me.
goddamn music from Sunny. Sunny loves music. Bullseye, right? Love it. In terms of general phrases in sport, mm. everything's Love a bullseye it. if it's perfect, right? I get it. Archery, shooting, it's the hardest to hit. It's the smallest surface area, right? But why is it a bulls? Is it because it's red? No, I get that. It's an eye. I get the bull's eye. No, I didn't, but I get it now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> does what it says on the tin, mate. Scrotox. But in every sport or in every facet of life, when you say, bang, bullseye, nailed it, got it in one, maximum reward. Mm. In darts, mm. the bullseye is worth 50. It's not the best. There's triple 20, there's triple 19, there's triple 17. They're all, yeah. they're all worth more than the bullseye. Mm. So, musing into Ask Mace. Mm. It's amusing. Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? Should a bullseye in darts be worth more? Yeah, uh, well, oof. Well, it, is it the hardest shot? Is the triple 20 harder than the bullseye? I don't think so. I don't think it it's is. It's the smallest think... surface area, hence bullseye. It is a smaller surface, so that's a really good point. It is too. Maybe it should be And the be risk worth. of missing would be 25. I just don't understand why in every other area of life bullseye is the best and the one area that everyone knows it from in darts, it's mm. not worth as much as another three spots or so. It should be bullshit. It's a bullshit eye. It's an absolute it's a bullshit. bullshit eye. Conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis of the eye. That's the bit on the outside that's red. <laughs> I got the pink eye. I don't even think the DRA will be happy with our theories here, bullseye being a bit more. We're going to have to have another meeting about it, guys. <laughs> Tuesday, Schnitzel night at the RSL. First item on the agenda. By the way, I joked about chips or salad. If that comes up, you're off the board. Yeah, Mate, instantly. no one's having salad at the dance. Instantly. Come on, guys. Fuck. Yo, Goober, where's the meat? You don't win friends with salad. 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 I didn't mean to take sides. I just got caught up in the rhythm. To murder now. And Oscar Milady Pistorius is to be granted parole and released in the new year, Milady. The sharpshooting Blade Runner served around about 11 years for blasting up the dunny door and killing his missus on Valentine's Day. Jesus, we all hate that date as much as everyone, mate. But uh, it's a tad extreme, Aussie. He claimed at the time he thought she was an intruder. And he's set to, set to, I was about to say set to, I was literally about to say set to run free. He's, he's... He crawled through 500 yards. Wow, he didn't have to. He just didn't have his blades on him. He, he's a free man. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's been in there for a couple of minutes. He murdered someone. Oh, yeah. That's the crazy thing about... Either that or it was the world's worst burglar. <laughs> Dead set. The hottest burglar. Who breaks into a house owned by a dude <laughs> on stumps and just darts immediately to the bathroom, swiftly locks himself in the dunny. Like, what, what was he stealing? The fucking... <laughs> Conditioner. Tooth floss. <laughs> oh, they'll never find me in here. He needs to be punished more, the Blade Runner. He needs to be punished more. I'm, th- I'm trying to think of ideas of what they could do to punish him outside in the real world. I think they should 
They should make him a buoy just out in the middle of the ocean for a few weeks. <laughs> just let him float out there until he, you know, until he's on his death's door. Now, kids, now kids, there's a bit of a rip. Don't go out past the Oscar. <laughs> oh, why is it a danger in current? No, he's a little trigger happy. Uh, my lady, my lady, I thought it was a shock. I thought it was a shock invading the area, and that's why I shot multiple times into his face. I'll tell you what, though, Mace, you'd fucking hate to be heading around to Pistol Pistorius' joint for lunch Wouldn't or something when he gets out. Or even worse, being a future partner, because he's definitely going to oh. hook up with someone. Imagine doing like a pizza prank, delivering pizzas to his house. That pizza boy, Dougie. Oh, ding dong, let's knick knock old man Pistorius' house. Let's not. He's pretty good through the door. That's it. Being his missus, though, it'd be like it'd be like playing Marco Polo every time you took a shit, just constantly yelling out like that kid from the Sorbonne ads. I'm in here. I'm in here. They should like tape him to a horse and just make it go east and see how far it gets <laughs> and just see what happens. Or put him on a camel. Well, you know what? That could be both because east off the South African coast, he could then become the boy. I'm just worried about the horse. <laughs> Perfect transition evolution. I like it. From a horse to a boy. <laughs> That's what it is. The Oscar Pistorius story. <laughs> yeah, written by Dr. Kowalski. <laughs> For the murder of the deceased, that is Riva Stienkamp, is six years imprisonment. Those aren't buoys. Buoyed. Buoys. To tennis now, and for the second straight year, Little Leighton's Aussie Davis Cup charges fall heartbreakingly short, demolished by the Italians in the mm. final in Spain. Mm. One of the most non-Italian dude ever, Sinner. Yeah. yeah, that bloke, he's a redhead, pale Italian. What are we doing there? You know what's weird? Every team sport, Italy and Argentina, there's always like a McAllister in the football. There's always a freckly, pasty ranger. Always. <laughs> Why? Is it because they've come from generations of sleaze where they just root anything? It's like, okay, law of averages. Exactly what it was. We're going to get one of these. Exactly what it was. Hey, I'll tell you what, wouldn't it be good winning a point and looking over and Leighton's there? Little Leighton giving it to you. Leighton's on your bench looking at you, giving you the reverse gooseneck every time. The reverse gooseneck, yeah. Little known fact, it was actually, it wasn't like the cobra staring you down in the eyes. He actually mm. was doing the reverse gooseneck. The reverse gooseneck. And when he played in Africa, he did the walk like an Egyptian. He went the other way. <laughs> walk like an Egyptian. Walk like an Egyptian. I love Leighton. And I love that about the Davis Cup, having the coach next year. Yeah, pumping him up. That's the best thing I've probably seen in tennis. Wouldn't be hard. I hate tennis, but it's my favourite thing, yeah. having that coach. Just there where you pump you up, just like, come on. Really cool. I liked cool. that our fellas were into it as well. Like, at least they're not super turds. They're nerdy, dweebazoid, goobers galore, but... Ultra goober. They're not super turds. Popper and Demonor and Max Purcell and Matty Ebden in the doubles. Unbelievable. I'm happy when they made it to the final, but, I mean, the Davis Cup, it used to be so prestigious, and now it's just... It used to be mint. Fart in the wind. Absolute fart in the wind. They need to scrotox it. Get a, get another sh- new sheen on those cags. <laughs> new balls, please. And Casper Rude Dude is still ranked number 11. Leighton Hewitt arrived at Melbourne Park with the weight of the country's expectations on his shoulders. But it didn't seem to affect him as he sent Arno Clement packing in straight sets in the first round. 
James Blake gave Hewitt some of his own medicine in the second round. The American up a set and a break before Hewitt fought back to prevail in four. Again, it took four sets to get past Juan Ignacio Taylor. It was a fiery affair, leaving a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Come on, 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 come on. Come on! Down to my Davis Cup Christmas party on the Leighton Eagle, my boat, which I bought with all of Beck's earnings from home and away. <laughs> Tickets are free and there's plenty on offer. Meet Alex Dimino, an actual normal sportsman who actually give a fuck about the sport. There'll be free drinks and tennis balls shooting out of Margaret Court's you-know-what for all, so come on down. Is this Thailand? <laughs> Watch as we put Bernard Tomic and Nick Kurios into the deep blue ocean with car engines strapped around their feet and see who floats first. It will be a bloody racket. Don't blame it on anyone else. This is your foot fault. So see me and the boys December 19th at 1pm in Circular Quay. Be there. Come on! Reverse gooseneck. To the world of cowboys now. Oh yeah. And at 91 years of age, Aussie Bob Holder is officially the, well, holder of the world's oldest cowboy title. (laughs) What is that title? Bob Up and Down Holder says, quote, The experts tell me they contacted America through the Cowboy Association over there. (laughs) Safe to say I'm pretty interested in the Cowboy Association, mate. Fuck yes. Not sure what membership requirements are there. Maybe teaming up with the Darts Regulation Authority. (laughs) Yeah, great. Just having cans and saying yee-haw. Anyway, Springchook Bob continues... There's some in their 80s and 85s. That's not a thing. 85s are in their 80s. There's some in their 80s and 85s, but they go out only (laughs) once a month. I love this bloke, by the way. Bob Holder. Love him. I like him. 91. And he says, quote, I love old people, but I don't want to mix with them heavily because you finish up like them. I'm not knocking them. Don't worry. I love sitting down and having a yarn with them. Sounds like he's like a 20-year-old going to a nursing (laughs) home. He's 91. (laughs) I love sitting down and having a yarn with them. But I'm not sitting and talking about when you're going to have your next operation. I can't take that. (laughs) Love him. Rouse. Congrats to Big Bobby. But how do you become a cowboy? What's the cowboy credentials? Are you racist? Do you shoot from the hip personality-wise? Shoot from the hip, for sure. A lot of shooting from the hip. As he did in that that quote. Imagine imagine the scrotox on a 91-year-old cowboy. What would that require? Christ! He'd break his hip. Has there been a more weather-beaten <laughs> set of cags than a 91-year-old cowboy? <laughs> that has been 91 years on the planet, and it's just like a massive welt of leftover elbow skin that gets pounded on the back of a horse. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Kowalski. Uh, yes, nurse. Uh, our next client is Bob Holder. Uh, he's 91. He's a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what was that? He's a cowboy. What's he in for? 
Scrotox. Okay. Uh, cancel my 2024 appointments and get me as many vats of the stuff as you can. You know, they should just freeze-dry the Scrotox, the whole tackle box, into a new saddle. So he just walks around with cags that are a saddle. <laughs> What'd you get, mate? Ah, the Scrotox, mate, is a gateway drug to a new saddle. Let me give you the drum. You live as long as I have. You've seen it all. He's technically bareback, but he does have a saddle for testicles. So, who knows? <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I could just see him walking down a country and western. That's the noise it makes when it rubs against his thighs. There's <laughs> 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 a small dude with a tuba down there. God. Anyway, love Mr. Holder. Mm. He references his doctor in that article because he said the doctor's sort of come to acceptance when he tells him he's planning to compete in another rodeo. He's competing this summer. He's a legend. I want to go watch Holy him. Holy shit. Yeah. Love him. He says about his doctor, he just looks at me and doesn't say very much. I just tell him it's a part of the game. I love it and I'm going to keep on doing it. <laughs> love Bobby. Cowboy. Now jab those cojones. <laughs> To Paralympic sport now, Mace, and Spanish paracyclist Ricardo Tenagilis has gained cult status. After graciously accepting his awards at the World Championships in Glasgow, Risti Ricardo's feat was all the more impressive. He's, uh, he's suffered the amputation, Mace, of both arms from the upper wrist down. So just a couple of shoulder stubs, and he's riding bikes better than anyone else. Wow. I hear you ask... What do you award a man with no arms at the trophy presentation to show you care? You give him the fist bump, don't you? Not the fist bump, not the shaka. Something a little bit more tactful. You give not one, but two brand new spanking wristwatches. Oh, no, they did not. Courtesy of the sponsor, Tissot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in the title, guys. my. Wristwatches. God, that is incredible. So they gave him watches. Two. They even gave him fucking two. Mate, he's a legend. This guy, he put it up on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. We'll get the photos and he strapped them basically around his shoulders and he goes, Brilliant. it's championship winning time. Ah, oh, good on him. Well done. Legend. Well played. It reminds me, I don't know if you ever saw, if you ever saw on the NRL footy show back in the 90s, Mario Fennec. Oh. Went and had an interview at Jack Newton's joint. <laughs> And they went around the house. It's one of the best bits of footage going around. Just YouTube. Everyone press pause on YouTube, this shit. Oh. We'll just do it at the same time. He's given him a cup of coffee at the start and he's put it on a saucer. <laughs> he's got one arm. So he's showing him around his house and Fennec sipping away, just having the time of his life, sharing a cuppa. Here's Jack needing a caddy to have a drink. He's just holding the saucer. What do you want here, mate? Pitching wedge? No. Uh. Straw. <laughs> Greatest footage ever. Has n- oblivious to what he's done. No idea. No idea. Hours later, they would have told and him. And later life, we realise that he has severe brain damage from football, so <laughs> we won't hold it against him. <laughs> you were trying oh, to mate. do the right thing, Why but is it a you've got a cup doggy. of coffee for Jack and you put it in a saucer. <laughs> now... <laughs> <laughs> 
That is some of your best work. Oh, some of your best work, though. <laughs> Half an hour later, he's still carrying it around. To the World Gravy Wrestling Championships now, Mace, and they've been held and won in the English Midlands. <laughs> First time the English Midlands have been associated with food or condiments. Maybe the DRA would oversee that, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I think a member of the Darts Regulation Authority took it out. <laughs> They're just loitering about. World Gravy... What is it? Gravy Wrestling. The World Gravy Wrestling Championships. But I read into this. Didn't take long. <laughs> Contestants must wrestle in a pool of gravy for two minutes. Yep. But it doesn't really seem like wrestling's a huge component or priority for who wins it. Points are scored for three things. And wrestling isn't one of them. Spoiler. It's for fancy dress, mm. comedy effect, vague enough, and entertainment. So basically, they're all the same thing. All in the <laughs> I reckon you're a massive chance to be the world gravy wrestling champion. Huge fan. One of those great smelling, delicious fights you'll ever see. How delicious would it look? Fancy dress, comedy effect, and entertainment. As That's if you can't me. win that on those three. That's my bio. That is my bio right there. <laughs> and then under that, gravy. Yeah. Good gravy. 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 Tomato sauce. Okay, what would you dress as then? If fancy dress is a big component, oh, I'd have to go as like a giant turkey or a giant chook, giant chip covered in yeah, giant chip covered in the gravox. Yeah, oh, that's a great one. Must have been done. Oh, can you get me in it? How do you get me in that? Where is it? It's in the English Midlands, just down from <laughs> Manchester. What are you travelling for, mate? Yeah, big big gig in business the business or pleasure. <laughs> oh, hopefully a little bit of both, mate. Hoping to take this crown home. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you know it'd be good if it was a tag team wrestler, you could enter it in in a gravy boat. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. And then maybe someone taps you out as a massive seagull. So you dress as a chip with two chips in a gravy boat. Yep. And then we get someone to streak, but they're dressed as a seagull, and they grab both chips and run off. As if you're not winning. <laughs> I think we just became the world gravy <laughs> wrestling champ. Gravy boat. That should, they should have a boat in the Mardi Gras, a gravy boat. That should be done. Just a gravy boat? Just a gravy boat. Tits, chips, and dicks is going to be followed by the gravy boat. <laughs> Good gravy! Hey, we've been a bit silly, mate. Let's get yep. into some serious sport. To the National Bible Bee now <laughs> in the USA and San Antonio have held the National Bible Bee, Mastodon. Incredible. Huge congratulations to First Names Only because they are kids. Caleb, Vian, and Alistair, who took out the senior, junior, and primary Bible B championships this week. And they were playing, according to them, for something far more valuable than the $100,000 worth of prize money. Crikey. They were playing for a chance to spread the word of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. So this is a spelling bee, but you've basically got to recite. Is it recite reciting verses from the Bible? Exactly that. Exactly that. So they have... Ages of 7 to 18 are eligible. And from what I can tell, the other 11 and a half months of the year is studying these things. So the highest scoring participants go into a final. What a sad life. But they'll seriously sit there and just be like, you know, fucking Frank 97-2. I don't know my Bible verses. And then you've got to <laughs> recite it. In the, back in the day. Yeah, it was Jesus, Judas, and Frank. Thou shalt get a round in and not back the toppy in the next. I don't know what Frank's sermon is. Frank was is. a nightmare. Eating all the gravy at the Last Supper. Frank was a nightmare. Let me understand. You got the hen, the chicken, and the rooster. 
the rooster goes with the chicken. So who's having sex with the hen? <laughs> I talk about it all the time. But you see my point here? You only hear of a hen, a rooster, and a chicken. Something's missing. All right, Frank, that's enough. Have you seen the footage of these people reading out the verses at all? It is the cultiest shit ever. Awful. Awful. It's like Awful. physical AI. I'm not even sure they're there. Yeah. Spell humanoid. <laughs> G-O-D. <laughs> they're so proud of themselves. Of course, because daddy's not bringing out the big stick tonight. Going all Old Testament on his clacker. Yeah. Thou shall not be cool ever. Thou shall not get laid. Oh, I don't know. What if they have like an athlete's village? <laughs> Just mad God. rooting. God. Be mad rooting. Absolute rootazoids. Did you hear about Ezekiel last night? <laughs> Man, he got stuck into that fairy bread hard. He admitted to me over a few red cordials that the New Testament needed more smoting. Can you believe it? He's going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> Fucking idiots. 100 grand, though. It's a lot of money. It goes straight yeah. to his church. Fucking oh, idiot. some chapels getting some fresh stained glass windows somewhere. <laughs> but it's pretty illustrious. I did a bit of research, mate. Some famous sure. past winners of the National Bible Bee. Oh. Yeah, previous winners include... All baseball fans who hold up John 3.16 signs. <laughs> Weirdest shit ever. John Lithgow in Footloose. <laughs> Andy Dufresne whenever he talks to the warden. And did you know that Samuel L. Jackson's character Jules in Pulp Fiction won it with the staring recital of Ezekiel 25.17 <laughs> for shooting a hole in the back of Brad's skull? Ezekiel 25.17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. And finally, mate, to Finska. You heard me. Finska. The national Finska champions have been tossed and won by a likely couple of lads, some local heroes from your area. Before I ask you about this, because you're mm. the man in the know, mm. Finska, just so everyone knows, is oh, it's quite prestigious. It's sure. an ancient wood-chucking game, mm. the origins of which can be traced to the centuries-old historical sport of kaika, which hails from the birchwood <laughs> forests of Finland. Or more likely some sort of picnic game, mainly known to hipsters and the perennially underemployed <laughs> uh, on summer nature strips. Or an awkward auntie who's desperate to stave off the bickering at Christmas lunch. Hey guys, Finska! So Finska, you know the game where you throw the little bits of sticks Brilliant. and whatever? You sent me something here and I'm not going to lie to you, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's an unbelievable footage, isn't it? It is awesome. It's so good. Friends of the pod, Jules Iceman Hume and Robbie the Arm Armfield, with a team name, Sometimes I Get a Good Feeling. Great name. Not just sometimes, when they're the Aussie champs. They took out oh. the honours of the Australian Championships after, honestly, one of the greatest shots in sporting history that I've ever seen. Unbelievable. It's behind. It, it's hard to explain. You need to go to we'll there. We'll post it. We'll post it for sure. 
the commentators talk it up nicely too, saying, oh, it's a shame they're out of it. It reminds me of when I was at the G about 10 years ago, there was a beach ball going around, and this won't be funny, but the moments that you can't script in life, you just happen upon. I looked across as a beach ball came down, and one of these guys, there's about four of them, got up and whacked the beach ball and was so proud of himself and sat down all smug, young sort of 19-year-old, and he had sunnies on his head and two beers in his hand, and the ball spun around unbeknownst to him, the whole crowd watching it, and landed back on his head. It hit his sunnies and they fell into his two beers and he dropped the beers. And his Amazing. mates next to him, their reaction, the cranium left the body. Their heads yeah. just went, boo, see you later. Incredible. Instant scrotox. And those moments you can't script. <laughs> when he throws the winning shot to become Australian champion, yeah, it's one of the great sporting shots I've ever seen. Now, it's unbelievable because I'll tell you another thing. When he hits the number... So perfect. The other piece of wood, it can't. It actually stops right in front of the one behind it. Yeah. Because if it hits that, it's a reset. It's matrix shit. It's a reset. I'll tell you one thing about Jules. Jules, great friends of the pod. Great friend of the Jules pod. Jules, who I play basketball with every week mm. in Indy City Barada. Is this man in Indy City Barada? He's wow. Indy okay, we've got to get him on the man. pod. We've got to yeah, get these fellas on. on the show. We've got to talk about the Australian Championship. We've got a lot to talk about here. And everyone was surprised with the shot, and I was very comfortable knowing that he could pull this off because he has one of the He's loveliest the occasion. loveliest touches really around the ring. He's soft touch, his level of you know, just perfectly places things. What's he like under the pressure situations though? Because Very good. This is under pressure, but he, he almost looks like he wasn't overthinking it. And I dare say he wasn't old Jules Highway Hume. Yeah. He put it down to the fact that, quote, he has more dog in him than any other player. <laughs> And just for context, he is wearing a massive, possibly onesie with a huge dog on it. Characters galore. It's unbelievable what he's wearing. Unreal. Ridiculous. We're going to have to get these guys on the show and have a chat and maybe look to getting some sort of sponsorship behind them and getting them towards the the Worlds. Because if they're the Australian candidates, where are the world champs? Is it in Finland? Because that's where it originates from. We all know that. Or is it in Edinburgh Garden on a Sunday? Last year's was in Finland, the one before was in Paris, and it is international. And the Finskaroos are looking to take out the Worlds. They want it. They want the so World hang on. Championship. Are they, are they officially the Finskaroos now? Or yeah. are they still sometimes they get a good feeling? So there is an actual team of Finska players right. who are the Finskaroos, but the Finskaroos hold an Australian competition here. So for anyone to play. How do you get into the Finskaroos? Surely Jules, Iceman, Hume and Robbie exactly. the Arm Armfield qualify. Exactly. And this is the question. With a shot like that under pressure. Oh. Sorry, your fault for holding the tournament. Two of you have got to piss off and give your boarding passes over. That's right. the boys from Sometimes I Get a Good Feeling have got a great <laughs> feeling they're bringing home silverware. <laughs> Absolutely. Come well, on. This is the kind of questions we need to ask to really work out yep. who are the Finskaroos. Who are well, it's they? that age-old question, isn't it? The philosophical <laughs> debate. Who truly are the Finskaroos? One of the great shots, though, isn't it? One of the great Congrats. shots. Congrats. Amazing. Congrats, boys. Sometimes I get a good feeling the one is still tucked. Look, okay. Bernie, I know... Look, this maybe isn't the perfect setup, but do you know an inertia shot? I know you know. Do you Boy, touch, do I know an inertia shot. We've never seen one in competition play in Australia. I've never seen this man do one. I played a lot with this guy <laughs> in the nets. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! This could be right! It's going to be a 
So before we get into the main headline then, let's talk about your Finskaroo fellows and the inner city Barada. You get a win? Inner city Barada, we lost on the weekend before the final. So we've got the semi-finals next week, but we finished second. Against the crew? The Colombian crew? No, the crew. We will play the crew in the final if we win the semis. So we lost one, and I always like to lose one before finals. It just gives us that motivation to get going. Just don't start thinking about the crew. Semi-finals are the hardest games to win. There's a chance they lose theirs. You can't control what they do. Good just win your semi. Ah, pen. Forget about the next week. Ah, pen. How's your cricket going? Mate, good. Um, oh, I was subbing in, so I was second week, went out to bat. Sure. sure. Five for 70-odd, chasing 180. Mm. Walk out to bat, and they make me wear a helmet. You never wear a helmet. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't wear a box. <laughs> I don't own shoes. I haven't worn undies since I was 10. A helmet. Why'd they make you wear it? Oh, so that some edict went across the, you know. This is unbelievable. The DRA have got something to do with this shit. This happens every season. Some nerdy Jobsworth panjandrum. This nerdy skipper has threatened to call the game off, basically. Said, oh, we we're not going to play unless you put a helmet on. I was like, mate, it's third grade. Fucking Saturday park cricket. Yeah. You're planning on bowling beamers? Who you got in, in the <laughs> lineup? Sean Tate coming on. What's going on? And my captain was at the crease. I said, sort it out. I'm not wearing it. And then he buckled effectively and made me wear one. So every time they changed the bowler, I'd take it off and put the hat back on. And they go, no, nah, no, nah, this guy. I'm like, what? They're all, they're all going to bowl bounces at me at 150 clicks, are they? Unbelievable. A helmet. What? Who are these tools? Nerds. It really brought me down. Who are these helmet warriors? How'd you go? Yeah, yeah. Kiss the helmet when we hit the winning run. It's no big deal. <laughs> but did. fucking honestly. Drinking out of the helmet after the game. Oh, yeah. No, I've never, <laughs> mate, never been out in one. No, I wore one when I was eight and I got bold and I said, I'm never wearing one again. First ball. Amazing. But uh, maybe I'll start wearing a helmet. I reckon you should. Who knows? Maybe I should wear jocks in a box. <laughs> that was a great moment to just be able to kiss the helmet and get the win. And then I played vets the next day, hung as a dog, and it was raining all morning. Thought it was going to be cancelled. Lord. Yeah, not a good day out, that one. Shocking. Great leveller. <laughs> well, May, so I'm going to have to chuck a bit of an audible here. We've never actually done this, but mm. I think we're going to have to come back and dedicate an entire separate pod to our main story of Warwick the Weir's Kappa. Yeah. Because we've run overtime here, and there is no golden point. In the world of podcasting, oh. so so maybe we'll come back after the weekend and chat all things the wheels. Please, you down with that? Yeah, yeah. What have we learned? 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 We've learned that. Oscar Pistorius can be used in different ways, not just as a human. Yeah. Oh, boy. He is a boy. He would have been handy in the remaking of Kowalski's Titanic. 
Iceberg. No, it's just a Pistorius. That's ah, a Pistorius, mate. Just go through it. Let the women and the children and the bobble-headed man off first. <laughs> so that he can shoot them. We learnt that Rachel Raygun Gun and Jeff J Attack Dunn are going to be picking up the scrotox of Olympic medals. <laughs> so ridiculous. We learnt that we want to be on the Darts Regulation Authority. Jeez, could use a few cans there. That 100%. One. Gravy train, that one. And we learnt that there isn't enough... Back crack and sack vats to cover Bob up and down holders, 91-year-old <laughs> permanent saddle. I'd hate to see him shoot from the hip as a cowboy. He'd pull, he'd do his hip. He'd break it. He stopped shooting years ago, mate. <laughs> if I quote Bob Holder 317, thou shall no longer shoot. Shout out to the Bible B winners. From my gun or any orifice. <laughs> All right, mate, so I'll see you in a few days. We'll talk Warwick Kappa. We'll leave everyone on the edge of their seat. You paid for the whole seat. You're only going to need the edge. In the meantime, I need you to know that I love you and I need you to stay mint. Stay mint. Love you too. Bye now. I'm so proud. My daughter's actually dating a surgeon. Oh, a surgeon, huh? What, brain? Heart? No, no, CAGs. Just been smoothing out loads of CAGs lately. Yeah, no, he's a good fella. Always wanted to specialise in nuts. You got dumped by a shrink.